Hi, Petra. How are you? Oh, hello, Vicky. We're uh, we're good. If a bit um, uh, running around at the moment with all this media interest. Yes, I was going to ask you, how's the international press been uh, handling the situation so far? Oh, well, fortunately, um, I have the uh, WI headquarters um, uh, looking after my back. So, uh, um, but nevertheless, I've had a number of direct approaches which I've batted off immediately to wow. the UI headquarters. I mean, the, the, when I found out about this news that you're you're going to be on the cover of um, Women's Institute Life magazine for this month, the way I found out was my mum called me up and told me <laughs> she was she was excited to see your picture there because she'd seen you in the previous um, magazine. I think last last quarter or last month. Yes, it was the pre- you're, you're in the middle of that one. And she, and her her Women's Institute organization has invited you along to speak to them in January next year, haven't they? That's true. That's true. She, actually, she was really keen to kind of, oh look, Patrick's on the cover. So and there it is. There it is. What a great picture that is too. Amazing. It really is a, a superb picture. And so Lorraine really said it came out so well and i'll say we have to say that some um, holly Ravel was a an absolutely wonderful photographer and because uh, she's a, obviously a professional and yeah no they did a really amazing job we, we, we gelled very much and uh, i think that comes through in the in the pictures absolutely great picture so how did you how did you originally get involved with uh, women's institute oh that's in, that's an interesting one. But Lorraine was originally president of a local one, um, which sadly had to close in uh, 2019 because of um, dwindling membership, ageing membership, um, even running good events with the monthly meetings, having good speakers. She couldn't uh, attract new local people to join. And so it eventually came to the point that it was not financially viable, i.e. the cost of the hall hire every month yeah. uh, was going to exceed the um, the membership fees coming in. And there just wasn't the, re- the reserves there. So she had to close it. But I'd always been interested in the WI from that. Uh, and uh, um, so... What I did is uh, I um, looked at and then joined the unofficial WI Facebook group um, uh, probably uh, probably a year or so ago or shortly after Lorraine folded her WI. And um, from the interactions with the various people in that, I eventually came round to identifying the Cake and Revolution WI, which is local to me in Ipswich. And uh, uh, they accepted me. Um, what can I say? Um, the, the Women's Institute do seem to be a really inclusive organisation. This is what I've been discovering ever since you first started talking about it. And I kind of approached the subject with my mum because she's a she used to be a, a chairwoman at their local uh, organisation. It, it really is very inclusive, which is absolutely amazing and fa- fabulous news to know. Yeah, I would say it's been uh, the WI started in this in the UK in uh, 1915, and it's interesting to note that um, quite a few of the suffragettes joined and were there in the very early organisation, and therefore it is 
always carried forward this um, uh, this ethos of women's rights and fighting for for it, etc. Um, and this proves that they are carrying on. They are not. It's not all jam and Jerusalem. It is looking very much to the current and the future. Yeah, and they seem to be very kind of intersectional feminists. And, uh, Absolutely. All, which is fabulous. And, you know, I have to say that I've, well, I've spoken to, by now, I think 15 or 16 WIs giving my trans awareness talk. Um, uh, six in the month of June, this June, by the way. And I've met with nothing but warmth, acceptance, friendship, and the uh, some of the WIs were more open with asking questions and than other ones. I needed to prod them a bit, but it's always been very, very positive. And my own WI is very positive towards me. And you know, they they assisted. Um, with the uh, with the photo shoot, one of their members turned up and uh, uh, wandered around carrying the um, the reflector for the the light reflector. <laughs> so she discovered hidden um, lighting technician talents. And another WI member had come over a couple of weeks before um, to give me, should we say, a a mentor technical makeover, so I could know what to do because. The, the pictures that you see, uh, the makeup was I did myself. All right. So I didn't have anybody to, to assist. Yeah. So, um, very, very positive. What else can I say? <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing. And then, then the iNews picked it up and did, a, did an online story about it. And I believe other, other news agencies are picking up the story as well, which is great. The um, news, um, uh, sorry, the, the press release went out on Monday with a reporting embargo um, set for Thursday, lifting on Thursday, which was the 1st of July, which is the official uh, publication date of the WI Life. Um, the Indi the I newspaper came back very, very quickly to say they would like to carry an article um, the other newspapers and that um, have kind of jumped on the bandwagon um, because the eye were there and published before they were so the the i news got the scoop and now the others are trying absolutely. to get in on the action absolutely now the eye did a very very good good article and uh, and it was out there on on thursday the first yeah yeah i saw it i think i think it was you that pointed it out to me it was uh yeah, it was it was a really nicely written article. Yeah. So the the other newspapers that are picking it up are they are they actually offering to pay you a fee? Well, the um, uh, the Daily Mail for the Saturday, next Saturday's edition are, um, but the Mail carried, uh, according to my spies, um, carried uh, an article today in their Daily Mail on page thirty two. Oh. And we understand that the um, uh, East Anglian Daily Times, which is a sort of a local East Anglia paper, also carried something today. Um, but I don't know what, and I don't know if they had cleared that with um, 
WI National. Certainly... Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be curious to see, you know, what the Daily Mail have written, because they're not renowned to be very supportive at times. So, I mean, if you've got control over, you know, how it's presented and you're getting a fee for it, I mean, I guess that's okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, as I said, the um, uh, the um, WI have got a, uh, a, a PR person on board looking after this. So I think that person's been hired specially for it. And, uh, oh, that's great. They've been um, absolutely blown away that... Um, They've now got two newspapers asking for exclusives. So. Yeah, it, I mean, it's great for the Women's Institute magazine as well. I mean, they're going to get a lot of exposure. Which is yeah. Well, it's about um, two, uh, sorry, 200,000 members. And apparently the print run for the actual um, magazine is about a quarter of a million. Wow, I didn't realise it was so big as that. Yeah. that it's amazing. Yeah, excellent. Well done. So um, on the back of it, uh, I have already had two WIs approach me for to give. Oh, to give talks. your talk. Yeah. All right, let, let's just talk about what, what you do in your talk when you do a talk for these institutions, you know, these individual organisations, which are all part of WI. Well, I have a sort of a, 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 a I won't say formula, but, but my talk is based on, I start off by going through my journey from uh, yeah, from sort of um, just preschool right the way through to through to marriage, children, um, severe illness, which is when the egg cracked, to coming out, and then eventually getting a new passport and driving license and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, stuff yeah. Move on uh, to um, to talk about sort of transgender in more sort of general terms. And I sort of introduced them to um, a transgender model. And um, I talk about, well, people who are born left-handed have no choice in the matter. That's the way they're born. And by the way, that's what it is with being transgender. You have no choice. You are. Okay, it may take you a while to understand what it is, and then I sort of, I look at those. Um, I then look at, um, got a very nice cartoon, which I, which I got permission to use, which is the gendered person. Sorry, the, the gingerbread person. Gingerbread person, yeah. Yes. And uh, so that highlights the fact that sex is down the genitalia end of life and the gender comes from the brain. Your um, expression comes from the brain, your sexual, romantic, um, social orientation comes from the brain and the sort of um, having gone through through that, uh, I then just talk about how I came to be, I uh, pull out how I came to be transgender and why there are more people apparently going through, through it now, i.e. I talk about in the beginning, you just had the, the odd newspaper article about drag queens, transvestites, male homosexuals, mucky into the sex industry. And then you got the, the internet. And once you started getting decent internet coming into the home, i.e. broadband, 
which really started uh, at the very back end of the 1990s, early 2000s. Um, then you started getting uh, more information appearing on the internet. Um, you could, the um, Google had a one of the best search engines in the early 2000s, and you could actually search and find information that was a bit otherwise difficult to find. You, the information you found would be found on academic sites, on um, research hospitals like the Mayo Clinic in the States, like the um, uh, Mount Sinai Hospital in New York, which is one of the leading um, gender research hospitals. You find all of that information, that sort of information built up through the, through the noughties. Towards the end of the noughties, you were getting fairly close to ubiquitous um, availability of internet. Yes, there are still a few holes, I admit, but nevertheless, a lot of people can get access to it and relatively cheaply these days. But you also had the mobile phone network developed 3G, 4G, which gave you internet on the go if you had a smartphone. You had social media coming on towards the end of the noughties. And that formed a, a perfect storm. And that meant that we found out that uh, not just us trans people, but the LGBT uh, Q plus community as a whole suddenly found out that we were no longer alone. There are other people like us, yeah. not necessarily identical, but but like us. I think it's and that it, access to information suddenly it was, available to everybody. It was the information access, and of course, one person would find something and would let his his or her um, circle of friends know, and it would thus it, it grew, and we suddenly we had a name to describe what we were and and we could see that the that all of the people um, that we were we found had very similar um, threads not necessarily identical because we're all unique but common threads running through the whole thing and uh, so I sort of Worked worked out then by the end of the um, noughties that yes I was actually really looking back at things I I was transgender and really um, you could pick up the whole threads of it right the way back to when I started um, infant school when I was five um, but it wasn't until I had a very serious illness in uh, uh, started back end of two thousand fourteen and went through two thousand fifteen which resulted uh, in me being hospitalised for a month in July, August, um, that I started looking and uh, re-evaluating my life. I found a blog by Jenny Boland, who's, a, who's an academic and she's a trans woman, and it was her glass shard moment. And that was where she was on a two-year exchange into Dublin in male mode. Um, one day... Um, a glass bottle broke on the, the stone floor of the kitchen. They swept up all the shards. A few days later, there was a um, somebody came to the doctor at the front door. Jenny padded across the floor barefoot and found the glass shard that hadn't been swept up. 
oh, it's only a glass shard, was the thought it will work its way out. Three weeks later, with a very painful swollen foot, she turned up at the A&E, who found the glass shard, removed it, and she had sort of, she felt instant relief, and she suddenly thought, ah, that's my point. I'm, I've, you know, transgender, this, you know, this is me, this is my truth. I need to do something about it. So when she got back to the States, um, she transitioned. She started her transition. And me reading that blog was essentially my glass shard moment, my egg breaking. So I talked to Lorraine um, when I came out of hospital. It's not that she didn't know that I didn't do cross-dressing from before we were married. She knew from before we were married. But we put it down at the time to my being, you know, having transvestite traits. But it never felt right because I, whenever I cross-dressed, it wasn't for sexual relief. It was for mental relief. I felt I felt at home. I was complete when I was dressed as a woman. Yeah, so it's more of a kind of a comfort comfort thing. Comfort, yes. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I've managed to keep things under the lid um, whilst we were married and raised children, etc. But it was, you know, 2015. Uh, I was moving towards retirement. Um, serious illness was, if you like, the breaking point. Um, and so 2016, effectively, I started the journey early 2016, found a support. Well, I was I met a trans woman in January 2016, and we're still great friends. And uh, she introduced me to a support group. And I plucked up the courage to go to them in the August of 2016. And I took the rain. And it's interesting, Lorraine said that she got more out of the meetings talking to other trans women than she did talking to the partners, wives, etc. Um, so I, I talked to my doctor at the sort of back end of 2017, started with a private um, gender clinic because of the NHS delays in beginning of 2018. Beginning of 2019, I was on... Uh, put on hormone treatment, and I then got picked up by the um, by the Tavistock, the NHS gender clinic, and I've been with the uh, Tavistock ever since. Um, uh, but also during 2019, yeah, legal name change, um, my GP and the surgery um, uh, did all the NHS stuff, so I've got a new NHS number. Um, the the Tavistock Gender Clinic can furnish me with um, uh, two two letters, one for the passport office, one for the DVLA. <coughs> That's the driving license. And um, those letters together with proof of living as me for um, a minimum of six months, plus my depot name change and a couple of other uh, bits um, got me a brand new passport yep. in the August and in the October um, Lorraine and I set off for a 12-day holiday in Germany um, overnight in Aachen and five five nights in Nuremberg six nights in Freiburg and I 
played hooky on one day in Nuremberg, I have to say, and that is I got myself a, a pass for a major international trade fair, which I went along to. And the only thing that worried me about the trade fair was my German language skills, not the fact that I was there presenting. I didn't as, even know you spoke German. Sorry? I didn't even know you spoke German. Uh, just a bit. All right. So that was, um, and everything went went extremely well. I was correctly gendered all the way through, and it was a it was a, a lovely holiday break, and it was all booked under uh, my name and Lorraine's name. It was what else can we say? Um, I'd also um, uh, I. Back in 2019 uh, at Suffolk Pride, I had um, given a uh, talk at an educational event that was organised by the Uni, University of Suffolk. And that was I called the democratisation of data, which was all to do with the internet and availability of information. That That is the genesis of my Have You Never Met a Trans Woman talk. So that's the name of the talk you give for the Women's Institute. And, and you've also been giving talks to local GPs, haven't you, for yes, yeah. that kind of tra- training for young, young GPs just starting their careers? Uh, in the early 2000, I gave my one and only um, talk to a live audience, which was in our local town. That's about 30 people. Um, actually very very warmly welcomed and the um the the coffee and biscuits at the end of the meeting um it was absolutely wonderful so yeah. then we came through to sort of the towards the end of 2020 and i did two wi talks and my gp who is also the director of gp training in our local trust said, would I like to give one to their trainee GPs, which I did. Um, So I did a Zoom with them, 32 trainee GPs. And I have to say, it was quite shocking to realise that only one of the 32 had ever heard the term trans. That is shocking. really is shocking, that. So um, that was um, was done. And it was also recorded... Um, because a number of trainee GPs were out on the ward. Right. So they can they can still use that training course to, to well, train the GPs as and when? Yes, well, what then happened is in the new year, I was approached and, and I was asked, could I update the um, PowerPoint that I used to back my talk to make it suitable as a training resource? This I did, and um, that... Um, training resource PowerPoint is now available centrally for the whole of the East of England NHS. Amazing. And last week I was speaking to the deputy CEO of uh, another local NHS trust, and I should be uh, giving them a couple of um, uh, trans awareness talks um, later on this year. So, um, so, I mean, you've got your Women's Institute talks you're still doing. You, you're going to have your GP training sessions you're still doing. Yep. And you're becoming an international uh, star with the, uh, with the media. So yeah. congratulations. Well done. 
That's right. I didn't expect it. <laughs> you're doing, I mean, you're doing amazing work. Really, well done. Congratulations. I, I have to say, I don't particularly visualise myself as uh, as an activist, but I guess I must be because... Well, of... You must be coming, becoming one slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I, know, I know time is a bit tight for you this afternoon, so... I think I think we'll, we probably should stop there. But you know, thank thanks for coming on and just having this quick chat. It's absolutely amazing the work you're doing, and more power to your elbow. Thanks very much, Ricky. We'll talk yes. soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Catch you later. Bye bye.